Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. Welcome to another episode of We All Have Something, a listener-supported podcast. That's right, as a listener-supported podcast, that means we don't have any ads. If you want to be a supporter, too, just click the first link in each episode note. That should be the link that takes you to the space where you can become a supporter as well. Now, as a supporter, you'll get a couple of cool stickers from me, suitable for sticking wherever you want to put cool stickers. Also, a direct email of thanks from me, not just like a a prompted one that comes up because you made a purchase, but this is actually from me. And also, I'll mention your name on an episode if you so desire, you know, with your permission, of course. And that said, this week, we do not have any new supporters, so I want to just take a brief moment and have all my supporters that have chipped in, please, wherever you are, unless you're in the middle of driving, look in the mirror real quick and say, I love you, because, hey, I do love you, and I appreciate you, and you saying I love you to you is actually more powerful than me saying it to you anyways, so say it and mean it, all right? Let's roll into this intro for this episode. I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. We are just about smack dab in the middle of October right now, which means there's only a few episodes of We All Have Something left for this season. Now, if you haven't already, I want to make sure you are following or subscribed or whatever it is you need to do where you listen to your podcast so you stay in touch because there will be bonus episodes as we head into the last part of this year and into the new year. And of course, then you'll also be notified when season four starts in the spring of 2024. But that said, uh, that's, that's not what this episode's about. This episode, we're going to take a step. Diddle, diddle, diddle. I, should, I should find a sound effect, shouldn't I? Some sort of dreamscape sound effect. We're going to take a step into the dream world. And one thing I haven't shared on this podcast at all, I don't think, is I do believe a lot. And well, we've talked about the subconscious and how we influence the subconscious and how it influences us. But taking it a step further, part of our subconscious experience is dealing with our dreams. And some people will even take it into the spiritual side of stuff as well. When we talk about our dreams, sometimes they just don't seem to make sense. Sometimes we wake up with a start. Sometimes we wake up thinking, you know, we, we've come, we've spent time with a loved one. There's a wide variety of different things we wake up with. And other people will say, oh, I don't remember my dreams. They'll, in fact, they'll even swear they don't dream because they don't remember them. The science does point to the vast majority of people do have dreams, but a large percentage, the brain doesn't recall them because when you get to the wake state, it stops that process of being connected to the subconscious at that level, and we don't remember it. Some of us, though, we have strong memories of dreams when we come out of them. We come out of it a little more slowly, so we're able to retain that and bring it with us into the conscious. I will say for me, it varies. There are times where I'll wake up going, I know I had a dream about something, but I don't remember what it was. Or later in the day, I'm like, oh yeah, there was that thing that came into my brain last night. Or like what we're talking about today, I woke up the other day, I actually did a a Instagram reel about this uh, a couple weeks ago. 
about a dream I had about observing a beaver. And as most of you know, I spent a lot of time in my past and even today in nature observing animals. That's my background is studying animal behavior. So the idea of me having a dream about observing a beaver in the wild is not as odd as it might sound because that's that's part of how I exist. Is if I come across an animal, even when I'm trail running, I'll stop and watch. I just love watching and observing nature. And so this dream of me watching this beaver makes did not make any uh, you know like red flags go off in my head like, oh, that's odd. What does that mean? But the part that did strike me as, oh, what did that mean, was what I observed. Now, what I observed, I was in this forest, and there was a beaver starting to dam up a creek. And a little background for you if you don't know, uh, because a lot of people, we know beavers make dams, but we don't know why or what they're doing. So a beaver will find running water, and the instinct kicks in to start slowing that water from running. As they build that dam, the water backs up and flows around, so they build the dam longer and wider and bigger and stronger, and it's a continuous project for them. They do this because once they create standing water, they can build their den in the middle of that water. Basically, they are creating a moat to prevent predators from getting to them and their young, because in their den, of course, the youngs would be tasty little meals for a predator. What's the best way to prevent a predator from getting to you? Make it difficult to get there. So they create this giant pond. Sometimes it becomes a whole estuary or even a, a swampland. And they put their den in the middle of it. And the only way to get in it is by swimming underwater and then coming up underneath it. The only way to get out is to go down below the water level and then swimming out. Very effective, very cool technique of living. So just that background for you so you understand why beavers do what they do and why this is an ongoing process for them. But for me in this dream, as I was watching this beaver, I remember distinctly, A, feeling very calm and at peace because I was in nature in, in a wooded area. And this, this beaver was diligently placing sticks and twigs and mud and rocks and moving all the stuff it could to start blocking up this creek. And as the creek started to back up, of course, that creates more pressure on the dam because there's more water, more mass. So it would continue to build and reinforce and build and reinforce. And there were times where maybe a twig or something would you know, break away and flow down the creek and it would go back and it would repair it and patch it up. And it kept working diligently no matter what was going on, there are other animals like birds and, and things were making noises, uh, doing stuff in the area, but it just, no matter what, kept doing its thing. And I remember distinctly, there was a point where I was moving to get a better look and I stepped on something that made a loud noise and I thought, oh great, there it goes, it's going to leave now. It stopped and it looked at me. It assessed the situation. I, I'm assuming it, it didn't feel threatened and so it went back to work. And as I kept observing it and really marveled at how big this dam was becoming and how much water it was starting to really retain, I noticed a section of it started to leak. And I'm like, I, I wanted to point out, hey, dude, there's, <laughs> you got a leak over there, you know? And as the leak started to grow, as the water started to push more materials away and out of the way as it flowed, eventually a chunk of the dam broke free. And it was enough that you could actually now hear the water flowing, you know, almost like a little miniature waterfall as it was flowing. And that flow then became faster and started pulling some of the other pieces of the dam with it. The beaver didn't, didn't seem to panic or, I mean, it just, it, it came back with more twigs and it, it looked at it. And, you know, if I'm going to, if I could put human emotion to it, I'd say it was almost like a big sigh of, well, crap. <laughs> but, but then it started putting materials back in place. It went underwater and was starting to do some work, I'm assuming to reinforce it somehow. And then as it came back up and was moving materials around and adding more materials, it eventually blocked up that leak and went back to working on the other areas of the dam it was working on. 
And then another piece broke, and this, this was much larger. And I felt compelled. I remember feeling very compelled to want to go do something. I want to, to go patch that up for this little beaver dude. Like, I wanted to step into it. And it was about there that I woke up. It was about at that point that I woke up. And I remember reviewing this in my head. What was I feeling? What was I feeling when I was watching? I was like, well, I was admiring the tenacity and the diligence and the focus and the integrity that this beaver had for the task at hand. And I was compelled, of course, to want to observe, but also compelled to want to help, which is, that's in my nature, to want to help others that are struggling, to offer up my ability. And it was interesting that the big one, when the big thing broke, I really wanted to jump in there. I was taken out of that space, or at least I woke up. And reflecting back on it, it was such a great analogy, such a wonderful analogy that the beaver was, in the sense that staying true to what our nature is. The nature of the beaver is to build a dam when it comes across running water, that it, you know, flowing water, and it does not have its own uh, den set up yet. The nature of the beaver is to do that. The beaver could just keep trekking downstream and go, well, I'll find a lake eventually, right? So some, it's at some point, you know, I don't have to do, I, I, don't, I don't have to be that guy that builds the dam. I can just be the guy that goes for a walk and find my own pool or pond or lake that's naturally there and not worry about it. It's the nature of the beaver to do that, to make the dam. And so it did. It didn't pay attention to the other forest creatures. It didn't pay attention to me or didn't mind me anyhow. It did what it's naturally, authentically supposed to do. And then here's the other part. It stayed on task no matter what happened. It stayed focused and didn't let distractions discourage it. The analogy here, of course, is how do we approach our lives in being our authentic self, doing our true calling, being our natural selves versus doing what we think society wants us to do, our parents want us to do, our peer group thinks we should act or be a certain way. But then also sticking with what we want to do. What is our goal? How do we want to live our life? Do we allow, as we're working towards something, do we allow the disruptions, the interruptions, the environment to stop us? Do we allow that when we're working on a project and part of that project falls apart to go, well, that didn't work. I'm done here. Like, what if the beaver, that first break in the dam was like, well, it was a good try, but uh, forget it. I'm not going to do it. I'll just live out in the woods and get eaten by a predator. What if then, you know, and I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming on the second break that was bigger that compelled me to get up and move forward towards the dam and then wake up. I'm assuming the beaver just went back to work to fixing that because that's what it was doing. It stuck with the task at hand. As the beaver worked, it was consistent with what it was doing, right? It was being resourceful with what it had around it. And I think it made sure its intentions were direct. Now, I'm not saying that the beaver sat down and created a, a set of goals and action steps and a path and a plan to get there. A lot of its work is innate. A lot of its behavior is innate. But it's a, a metaphor, an example that we can take, that we can look at and ask ourselves, how can I be a little more like the beaver when coming to things that I want to accomplish in my life? The beaver, when making the dam, has to, to create a solid foundation first, finding rocks and sticks to wedge into the, the area that is the floor of the creek. And as that creek widens and becomes more water, that foundation has to be reinforced. It's not just start building a dam. And it's not just, well, I did that one part already, so I don't need to come back and, and reinforce it or double check on it. There's so many things here about when we're trying to accomplish something. And, and I, you, know, you might be thinking, well, I don't really have any big goals right now. 
What if your big goal is to just live the life that is fulfilling for you? What if your goal is to be authentically you? Okay, so what's the foundation of that? What are the steps in that? What is it that you need to first lay down to slow the creek, then come back and look at it again and reinforce it? What, is, what are the steps that as the, the pressure mounts against your goal, what are the steps you need to take or could take to reinforce your goal and what you want to do and the steps you're taking to get there? What is it, what's the attitude and the demeanor and the thoughtfulness you can have and the mindset that you have that when the pressure mounts so much, it starts to crack and break and prevent your goal from coming to fruition in that moment? What is it you can do? What is it you can be? Who can you be that's going to look at that and go, well, that happened. I better get back to work and fixing that. I better take a different step to assure that doesn't happen again. And so as much as I can look at this dream that I had with the beaver in it and just be like, well, that's just a dream and I like animals and I observe animals. So that makes sense. Taking the time then to evaluate what were my feelings around what I saw? What is there? Is there something I could learn from this? I, I mean, I just feel this whole dream and this thing was like just a reinforcement for me to go, yeah, you hit troubled times. Yeah, it's hard, but stick with it. Stick with it. And because here's what I know. Here's what I know. There are, there are beaver dams out there in the world that have literally changed the ecosystem that they live in. Going from a little creek or a small river to now a large estuary, pond, or lake. And creating space for other animals that didn't live there before because the water was moving too fast. Creating environments that other species can thrive in as well. And they can raise their young and grow and be an authentic version of themselves. Not trying to be like a badger. Not trying to be like a raccoon. Not trying to be like a deer or an opossum. Just being a beaver. Just being a beaver because they stuck with what they knew, who they were, and they were being authentic. And I just heard myself stuck with what they knew. By the way, don't use what you don't know as an excuse not to move forward in the direction you know you should be going. You can learn. What I meant by saying, you know, sticking to what they know is that the beaver was on task with what it knew it wanted to do and what its goal was. It knew it wanted to build that dam no matter what happened and it will stick with it, keep working on it. Even if it takes longer than planned, even if disruptions come up like some guy walking through the forest, even if something happens where pieces start to fall apart and it seems like that's just not going to work. Use this little episode right here to remind yourself to be like the beaver, to build yourself a strong foundation, to be authentically who you are and stick with it when you made your plan. Stick with it when you have your goals and your action steps in place. You are worth it. You are worth it. Your life is yours to live. And depending upon what you believe, well, even no matter what you believe, you've got one shot at this life. You might believe you come back and that's fine. But this particular life, this particular place right now, where you are right now, this is your one shot to make the most of it, to be authentically you, to feel like you are living your true life and not doing things for other people in the sense of changing how you live your life or how you want to live your life and not being authentic because of other people, not doing things for other people like service. Service is good. You know that. We've talked about that. I think you know what I mean. So be thoughtful. So be thoughtful, please. Be thoughtful on how you live your life, how you lead your life. Don't let each day just wash over you and rinse and repeat the habits that just are, are keeping you afloat. I can't stress enough the value and importance of standing up and doing the hard work, asking for help if it's too hard. 
to get yourself going to the point where you could help others do the same thing, or just to the point where you are living such a wonderful, authentic life. Your vibration and your your energy and your soul and your smile just beams when you come into every space you come into. People are like, dang, what are you doing? And you're like, I changed. I started living my life on purpose. I built a strong foundation and I started doing the hard work. And I'll tell you what, at the beginning of that, you look at that path you set for yourself. It seems like a long path. But I'll tell you what, working with clients, the 10 weeks that we set up together goes by really fast. Every client I've had by eight, by week eight and nine, they're like, I can't believe we're almost done. This is amazing. It's worth it. It's worth taking the time to invest in yourself so you can live the rest of your life the way you want to, the way you deserve to. I'm going to wrap it up with that. I hope you found a nugget of information or inspiration in this episode that you can carry with you. And if you're so inclined, share with someone else. It's how this podcast has grown so much over the years. People share these episodes, and I appreciate it when you do. That creates that ripple effect. Helping one person sometimes ends up helping 10 or 20 because all the people that ripple out from their life. So with that said, another reminder, please subscribe. Please follow or do whatever it takes to get you the notifications when new episodes come out. we got a couple more for the rest of the season with some bonus episodes coming out later in the year and then season four kicking off in 2024 and spring of 2024. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for a little break, but also for doing a new season yet again. That being said, you can follow me on social media. You can find me at Coach Rick Schwartz, just about any kind of platform. I'm out there. All the links are down below for my social media. And if you want to reach out, if you're interested in learning more about coaching, how it works, all that, you can sign up for a discovery call, 30 minutes on a Zoom, you and I sit down and chat. If we both agree that coaching is a good fit and you you as a client are a good fit for my coaching and my coaching is a good fit for you, then we'll move forward from there to start the process. If either one of us is like, yeah, I, I hear your story, I understand it, but it's not, doesn't feel like it's a good fit, no worries. I don't mind a free 30-minute call to catch up, to see what's going on. And if it doesn't work, if we don't gel, or if what you have going on is bigger than what coaching needs, I'll tell you. I'm not going to I'm not going to try and sign you up for something you don't need. So go ahead and reach out. Go ahead and sign up for that 30 minute free discovery call. And it's it's uh, it's pretty fun. It's nice to get to know each other, too. So anyhow, <laughs> with all that, you can go to my website, coachrickschwartz.com. Again, links are down below. I'm going to wrap this up because I need to get going. But I do appreciate you being here. My listeners, you are awesome. You are so awesome. Have a good one, everybody. 